Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Nothing to Play podcast, a mediocre podcast about video games, movies, and erotic asphyxiation. As always, it's your boy, Justin Time Carter, and this week, for our guest, we have a returning guest on the podcast. You know him, you love him, he took me to go see the Blue Man Group, Brandon Smith. This is true. Dude, I'm doing good. How have you been? I'm good. I'm good. I, uh, I've actually been playing some video games lately, so I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty happy right now. I don't often get as much time as I want to play video games, so it's been a good, like, week. <laughs> oh, have you beaten, uh, you were playing the new Star Wars, the mm-hmm. Jedi game? Yeah, Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I beat that. Um, it was about 48 hours, I think, of, of gameplay time um, for me, so over, you know. Yeah, few, that's pretty long. Three or four days it took me, I think, to get through it. Yeah. It was it was good that that game I'm in love with that game it's it's awesome um I I, fi- I finished it and I was like I, I I had that like I hit that funk like you finish a great game that you're in love with and you're like oh, what do I do now like how do I follow this and I was like in ultra Star Wars mode because of it so I was like fuck what am I gonna do like I I want I want more Star Wars and um. I actually, I have a friend that was playing through Fallen Order at the same time, and we were talking about it back and forth and everything, and uh, we both finished it around the same time. He finished it, like, earlier the same day, and uh, I told him I was done, and I was like, man, I just want more Star Wars now, and he's like, well, uh, did you ever play KOTOR 2? And I was like, no. I'm like, I started getting into it once and never got very far and put it down and got busy with other stuff, and it just wasn't grabbing me. And he's like, oh, yeah, you should check that out. It's like one of the best Star Wars games ever. It's like great story and characters. And I was like, oh, maybe I will. And so I like reinstalled it from Steam and and tried getting into that. I still couldn't get into it. And I was like, ah, like, I think the window has passed on that game. So like it's just aged like too much for me. It's it's just not the kind of game that I can as easily get into anymore. Um, but then I did watch like gameplay videos of like the main storyline playthrough, like light side playthrough for KOTOR 2 and it was pretty interesting. But uh, yeah, now I gotta find something else. Dude, is there no like new game plus or anything on? Uh, in Fallen Order? No, you can, um, there's nothing really new. You can still explore after you finish the story like most games. They're like load up your last save and um, they'll let you just kind of like, you can't go do like the final mission again. It's like it's done because you completed the story, but you can explore all the planets that you've like um, been to and like try to 100% everything uh, after you beat the, the ending. You can do that. Can you like max out? Because I know you said there was a skill tree. Mm-hmm. Are you able to like, actually like completely like max out everything like in every part of the skill tree yeah the skill tree in that game is is one of the areas that that kind of disappointed me a little bit because it's there's not really any depth to it it's just um everything like all the abilities that you have like you kind of see them all on one screen like you don't really you don't really unlock a lot of them like until certain points in the story so you get you know a handful of abilities early on and then like after you get to a certain point in the character's like actual story progression then he kind of like unlocks like a deeper level into the force and then like more more skills become available in the skill tree and it does that like two or three times until like the whole screen is filled with like all of the little nodes that you can go unlock and get abilities um but that's it and like it's really easy to just get everything because like by the time I, uh, let's see, when I beat the game, there were two skills I didn't have yet. And then I went back to one of the planets, no, two of the planets to just try to discover, like try to try to find a couple things that I missed that I noticed like a, a spot on the map that I could explore that I hadn't got to yet. 
And so I went back to these two planets just to kind of like uncover those areas and just see what I could find. Um, and that was enough for me to get enough experience fighting the enemies there to get those last two skills. So like you can easily max out that skill tree, um, at least if you're playing the way I did, where I explore a lot. So I'm getting extra experience points because I'm like finding all these hidden things. You get experience for that. And I'm just running into more enemies and I keep respawning enemies every time I like, you know, save my game and rest like the enemies come back. So I was fighting more enemies than than you would need to if you're just trying to mainline it. Um, but yeah, it's pretty easy to to learn everything. Dude, that's cool. I was like, yeah, and as I said earlier in podcast too, uh, we went and saw Blue Man Group. I know it was like what two weeks ago now at like this point, but yeah, I but I was waiting to talk about it with Brandon since I knew Brandon was going to come on the podcast, so I didn't bring it up last week. Sweet, but it was pretty cool. Like it was the first time I've gone to see something like that and stuff. It was at the ASU Gamage, <laughs> which the setup there is kind of weird. I guess it's like really high. Like there's like two levels basically. There's like floor level and then there's like and then like the suicide seats yeah and then like <laughs> yeah the rate the railing on those seats is like that's just like a insurance claim waiting to happen well it's like it's so vertical it, it's like i'm not afraid of heights but that place makes me kind of be like i think i'm a little bit afraid of heights like i don't think the like lack of railing would necessarily bother me if like there was actually like leg space to walk when someone's sitting down yeah. and you're trying to like get to your seat, like past them. But you're not. And it's like, and it, it's just like I said, it's so vertical. It's like, it's like one like level, one row of seats. It feels like it's almost directly above the other row, just like slightly back. And so you're like walking to get to your seat and you're trying to squeeze past people. And you feel like if you just lose your balance a little bit and you like fall over, like if you fell, you would land right on the next row underneath you. And at a certain point, if you're down in that like lowest row of that balcony, if you fell, you would just like fall to your death. I feel like even it's if crazy. you were higher up, you would just slowly tumble down the other <laughs> yeah. rows. Until... You just bounce over people's heads until you just <laughs> fell onto like the floor seats. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. The acoustics are amazing though, but it's crazy. Yeah, and it was really cool. It's like a it was like a mix of like almost like music mixed with like performance art and stuff. Yeah. And they had like some funny moments and some kind of like really cool moments and stuff like that. So it was pretty interesting. It wasn't that long either. It was only like, what, like an hour and a half. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any favorite moments? Dude. My, so my favorite moment, like that everything, like when people asked me and stuff, cause I told them that I went like, Oh, how was it? My favorite moment that I told everybody was where, they had like the two bowls and it was like the one was marshmallows and the one I'm assuming the other one was marshmallows too. I don't, I don't know, know what the fuck it was. I've always wondered what those are. Like, are they candies or is it like, it's gotta be like some sort of powdered ball or something. Yeah. It was something. Cause like there was two of the blue men were on either side of the stage and like one, they were like tossing marshmallows in each other's mouths from really far across the stage, which was pretty impressive in in of itself. Mm -hmm. But then the one dude and they had each of them had like a blank canvas and then the one would sit there and like he caught one in his mouth and then all of a sudden he's, he's catching like, colored balls in his he, mouth yeah and then all of a sudden he's like spraying like neon paint like out of his mouth across yeah. the canvas and then the other one on the other side just had i'm assuming it was just normal like marshmallows or powdered balls or whatever it was and then he's like trying to do the same thing and it's just like mushy marshmallow like hits the canvas <laughs> yeah. and like isn't doing anything and 
they keep doing that back and forth for a while until the canvas is like pretty much covered in all this neon paint and then all of a sudden he like picks it up and he's like holding it and like lets go of it and it's just floating there in the air and then like, and he spins it yeah he hits it and it just starts spinning in place and then he like takes a final one and then spits it in the middle and does a spiral design in the middle and then the the other guy to like for his masterpiece caught like it was like 20 like, i'd say it was about 20 marshmallows At least, and they were yeah. big too they weren't like tiny yeah they're the marshmallows. large it's like the large marshmallows yeah they were like yeah. s'mores level of marshmallows and like all of a sudden like he like regurgitated the marshmallows on the canvas into this like mush tower right because he's been like packing them into <laughs> yeah. his mouth the whole time like down his throat or whatever like i don't know how he could breathe because he's like packing that stuff so deep down. yeah he was like with like three fingers like in between catches and stuff he's just like sticking them in his mouth to like make more room for a marshmallow yeah so i've seen them two times before the first time i ever saw them was in vegas and i was telling you about that show because it was like i, I was younger and i hadn't been to a lot of shows anyway uh, of any any sort of like you know performance art or or you know concerts or whatever um and my family took us to to vegas and and we saw all kinds of stuff and that was like by far my favorite show uh of that trip and it's it's like ever since then i've said it's like one of my favorite, if not my favorite, like show that I had ever been to. It just blew my mind when I saw it the first time. Um, but that was Vegas. And it was much bigger, like bigger stage, just bigger performance in general. Um, you mentioned that like there's like, a lot of music to go with like their their performance art type stuff um, and the comedy. Um, the music um, in the other shows I've been to was like they have a whole band that's like behind them and they wear all this neon stuff and a lot of it's like it's dark and they're like lit up with black lights so all you see is the neon that they're wearing they kind of look like skeletons with like bright colors um but they usually have like a couple like full drum sets with drummers and like bassists guitarists keyboardists like maybe a couple people that are just like dancing or whatever so it's like this really cool trippy like you know rave thing that's going on in the back with music and it's like and they're really rocking out um this show was smaller for whatever reason i think the stage just didn't have as much space because they only had two guys they had one drummer and one uh bassist and that was it and they didn't play quite as frequently as as like i've seen in previous shows so that was one thing that was a little different about this one um but I actually went on a little bit of a tangent there. Um, the reason I was bringing up that I've seen them before is the first, or uh, yeah, I think it was the first show that I saw. Uh, they do a lot of the same gigs or, or the same little little acts. Um, they have kind of become like staples for them. And that one with throwing the marshmallows and the colored things is one of them. Uh, they do that, that in like every show, I think. And the first one that I saw when the guy made the colored thing on the canvas by spraying the stuff out of his mouth that mm -hmm. he had been catching... Um, I'm pretty sure I remember him giving that to someone in the audience at the end of that <laughs> act. I was like, that's so fucking cool. And disgusting. <laughs> and kind of disgusting. I don't remember if they gave away the marshmallow, like, throat tower, but <laughs> the colored thing on the canvas was, was like, I'm pretty sure someone got that, and that's, I thought that was pretty awesome. I got to, like, take pictures with them uh, afterwards as well that time, because when we were, like, leaving, we're, like, walking out. This was at uh, the Luxor in Vegas, okay. and there's, like, a big long hallway that kind of takes you down to the auditorium and then you have to walk down that hallway back to get uh to the rest of the casino and all three of the blue men were standing there in the hall like as people are walking by and and they still don't talk or anything they just that's they're, cool they're, they're just like standing there character the yeah they're, they're totally like they never come out of character they're just like standing there and they're staring at everybody and they'll like wave at you and if you want to come over they'll like 
go like this and everything. That's like I, I always felt like they're they're sort of like their persona is supposed to be like they're they're aliens or something. Yeah. Because like they're discovering this world and like everything makes them so curious. Like you get that theme throughout the show that they like they like try something and like makes a noise and they're like they look at each other and like oh wow you know and then they keep playing with it. Um, but yeah, so like we all got to take pictures of them, my whole family. Like like we all took turns like you know, just like putting our arms on their shoulders and they're like just staring at the camera like they don't know what it is. <laughs> I got like uh, from that show too, that first show, I got on the shirt that I was wearing, it was a white shirt that just said industrial in black across the, the chest. And I got a little bit of the blue man like paint stuff that like they cover their faces yeah. with whatever. A little bit of it rubbed off onto my shirt and never came off for like, I don't know, like probably 50 or more washings of that shirt. <laughs> and so like, I loved that shirt. Cause I'm like, it's got blue man goo on it. And like, <laughs> blue man goo. every time I wore that shirt, it remind, reminded me of the show. Yeah. yeah. I got gooed. I don't think I even have that shirt anymore, but I had it for a long time. Yeah. Cause that was like one of my things. Cause I think, cause you told me before too, about how like the big finales and stuff that like the ones you'd seen before, they were like a little more grand and stuff. And I feel like, a lot of that was just due to the fact that the Gamage stage area was so much smaller and the way the venue yeah. was set up that it was kind of hard to do something as like elaborate as they've done in the past. Yeah, yeah, those yeah those finales I was telling you about them and I can I can go through them again here for anybody that that's never been to the shows. But um yeah the first show I went to uh, the finale that they did there at at the Luxor um it's a pretty big auditorium it's like real real deep from front to back There's a lot of seats um I. I don't remember there's probably a balcony but there's a lot of floor seats for sure at least and at the end of the show all three of the blue men jump off the stage or walk down off the stage and they run past like down the aisles to the back of the auditorium so everyone's like turning their head and, and watching them and they go up and there's like uh like i think there were like these big black like curtains or sheets or something that were blocking like what's in the very very back of the auditorium the whole time and they pull them down and there's biggest rolls of toilet paper you could possibly imagine they're like just ridiculous like world record like like rolls of toilet paper i'm talking like probably like 10 or 15 feet in diameter and they're just like they just start clawing at him and pulling all this toilet paper off and unrolling it and as they're unrolling it it's like piling up on top of the people that are sitting underneath it and so they're pushing it forward and then the people start pushing it onto the people in front of them and the whole thing just goes all the way down the auditorium from back to front with people pushing just piles and piles of toilet paper forward until it's essentially covering everyone and then they've got black lights and strobes and like trippy like techno music playing the whole time and the blue men like run up to the middle of the auditorium and they stand up on like some of the armrests of people's seats and just start like headbanging and rocking <laughs> out it was like the coolest trippiest thing is it, it was just like the whole thing just turns into like this wild party that no one was expecting it's like a flash mob or something at the end of the show and it was just like so memorable and that was one of the things that made that like the greatest show that i had ever seen at the time at least um and then the second show i saw was in tucson um, and it was a, a slightly bigger auditorium than where you and I saw it. And they were able to do something where they had these gigantic, again, like probably 10, 15 foot diameter, but these were spheres, like big, like inflated balls that had some sort of like an, a bright LED or something like maybe suspended in the middle of them because they would light up, they would glow different colors, like big Christmas ornaments or something. So like, they'd all be like green and then they'd fade to blue and then purple and then red and they just kept changing. And 
uh, they rolled him out from behind the stage and the blue men were like kind of pushing him up and down for a while, like bouncing him and then juggling them back and forth by like just pushing him from one side of the stage to the other. And they kind of float like they've got like some, you know, maybe helium or something in them. And then like, and they're playing this song and then like the song gets to this big like crescendo and they just turn toward the audience and they just shove the balloons out over the audience. And then the audience is like just pushing them around like they're beach balls. It's just bouncing like all over the people in the in the auditorium and like they keep changing colors and this like against strobe lights and just craziness and the music's just going nuts it's just like crazy like you never see anything like that so yeah i was a little i was a little bummed that they weren't able to do something like that when you and i saw them um i was i was really hoping that they that they would because i was like oh i'm justin's gonna be blown away at the at the finale <laughs> and then they all they did was like they they had these like green sheets of paper that they had handed out to everybody in the programs uh which i had thrown away because <laughs> the program's just full of a bunch of advertisements i was like what is this and i tossed it but like everybody that still had the program with them had this green sheet of paper and they like hold up the green sheet of paper on the stage. Like they pull it out of one of the programs on the stage, like to show you They're like, Hey, this green sheet right here to like grab this. And they're just like pantomiming it. And then they tear it and then they turn it and then they tear it again. And they like fold it over on itself. And then they tear it again in like several pieces. So it's like eight pieces of paper or something. And then they just throw it up in the air. And so then everybody does that. So there's all this like green sheets of paper, just like floating down in the air, like <sighs> confetti. And then they blast confetti from the stage out over everybody that's sitting down below. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But <laughs> yeah. I know Brandon talked it up like the entire time, yeah. and, and then he's like, afterwards, he's like, "I'm so sorry." He's like, "It was so much cooler." I, know. I, know. I felt bad for whoever the fuck had to clean up after, because <laughs> like you looked on the yeah. floor, there's confetti, shredded paper, <laughs> mm-hmm. like marshmallows, uh, yeah, marshmallows, and like just shit that was like on the stage that they like kicked off the stage. Oh, like, oh golf the, balls? Yeah, they got like... Or no, just... no, no, ping pong balls. I think it was ping pong yeah. balls. Like there's that one part of the show where like they pull a lever and just like this massive amount of ping pong balls just drops down and just... and like rolls all over the stage and goes everywhere. I'm like, dude. Yeah, dude. It looked like a fucking yeah. like tornado hit like a party city or something it was just all over the floor and i was like dude it's like in the stands and shit everywhere too i'm like oh man that's a messy messy performance yeah for sure for sure dude that reminds me though of uh like one of my favorite like concerts i ever went to was a a day to remember and at one point the lead singer like in the middle of one of their songs he's still singing and stuff like goes behind the curtain and he's still saying, and he comes out, and he's in one of those like giant inflatable balls, <laughs> and he's like still singing. He's like running out like on top of the crowd and stuff, and then the crowd divided into two sides, and we're tossing him back and forth <laughs> while he's still singing. That's he's like nuts. in the ball, like flopping around, <laughs> and like they had toilet paper and stuff, and like they were streaming it. It was like an indoor venue at the Marquee. And so there's, like, pipes and shit, and so people are trying to stream it, like, over the pipes. It was, like, everywhere. Wow. It was, like, nuts. And, yeah, they were, like, kicking, like, open water bottles at people, like, off the stage and stuff. So it was, like, everyone was, like, getting wet and stuff, like, in the front. <laughs> that does sound cool. So that was a lot of... I was, like, speaking of Star Wars, too, I was, like, have you uh, been watching Mandalorian? Hell, yeah. Did it's you watch the new episode? Awesome. Yeah, all three. Yes. Three so I was, like, the first episode, I was, like, all right, you got me. And yeah. then the second episode, like... I don't know. Had some like, yeah, I was kind of dragging. I was kind of like, like I was like, "Uh, I don't, I don't know. And then third episode, I'm like, "All right, you boys won me back." Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Had that like John Wick like coming after him and stuff. I was like, "Yes, 
fucking gun that he has. Like, are we spoiling stuff? Are we, yeah, are I don't we care. talking like, spoilery? Okay. Yeah. Fuck these people. Yeah. Um, spoilers for Mandalorian <laughs> if you aren't yeah. up to date. Shut this off right now. Um, dude, yeah, he's like, I'm totally just jumping over to, to the weapon that he has, but like, <laughs> he fucking vaporizes people. Just vaporizes them. They're gone. I'm like, what? every time he shoots someone, I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna see a part of their body still, and it's like, poof, and it's just like, it's like some sparks, and there's nothing there. I'm like, wow. Well, that's what's funny is it's the same gun he's had. It's just yeah. you've only seen him like electrocute people with it. That's it like does, it does all, all he's kinds done. of things. And then in this one, it went all fucking predator status, well, he that, and he was like, he did poof. that to the Jawas too. He vaporized some of the Jawas. I was like, shit. And then he just started <laughs> doing it on like other dudes. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, and then yeah, he got his like full suit of armor and looks yeah, all chrome and smexy you now. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it, it's so good. It's so good. It's like um, when it first came out, I I heard or saw like some little blips about um, people talking about it, saying it's like a western in space, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it it, it really is in a in some ways. Uh, it kind of reminds you of that this like this guy sort of just like a renegade. You know, he's a bounty hunter, literally, um, obviously. And, um, you know, that's very much like what a lot of Westerns were. is like some dude just like going, collecting bounties, going to the saloon and getting information and whatever. And that's what this guy does. He goes to the cantina. He picks up his jobs, you know. He's like, what's what you got for me? You know, um, yeah, it's it's so good. Um, I can't I can't say enough good things about it. The music is super awesome, too. I'm just like, I really get it. Like, this is one of those shows where like from beginning to end, I'm like just glued to it. I'm I'm like sit I'm like leaning forward and I'm just like super super just entranced by it because like it's it's so well crafted and well like directed and delivered and everything that like I said like the music, the acting, the pacing, like all of it is so good. Um I know some people complain like it's a little short. They're like, "Oh, these are like, you know, 35-40 minute episodes and they have a little recap at the beginning and then they they have like the credits are part of that time too. So you're getting like a little bit less than that of actual like story. But I'm like, it still feels like just enough. I don't I always want more, but yeah, it's it's so good. That's right. I had to look it up because I wanted to make sure I was quoting real facts because it's gonna be eight episodes long. Oh is that it? I thought it was ten. No, they said eight and it says that uh each episode of The Mandalorian like budget was around twelve point five million, wow. and that they said that uh, it was reported though that the series cost about fifteen million an episode. So wow. it's kind of like they like went a little they over a little budget, over. I guess. But they said that it's still less expensive than the Marvel shows that are in development, and I I'm bet. assuming a lot of that's probably due to casting. Like, yeah. having to, like, pay for Marvel, like, big screens. Yeah. Like, supposedly Robert Downey Jr. and stuff is, like, and doing, like, I don't Possibly think he's going to be, a... I don't think he's going to be in it, but I think, like, he's going to narrate, I heard like, he was one doing of the episodes. A, yeah, I, well, I heard he was supposed to be potentially coming back to do the voice of maybe Iron Man for the, uh, the What If series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like, that alone is going to cost your yeah. shelling out. <laughs> but yeah, no, Disney, I mean, Disney has the money. It's like, why not yeah. fucking ball out and shell out money yeah. to make it look... Because it looks good, and it's it looks crazy really because it's like, a lot of it... I mean, there's, of course, CG and but stuff a lot of in it, practical but effects a lot stuff, of it, yeah. yeah, I'd say, like, 80% of it is probably practical effects. Yeah. Like, the creatures and stuff, it's all makeup and costume, yeah. and it's like, it reminds me a lot of, like, more, like, 
a modern version of like the original yeah, trilogy. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. Like that's I yeah, that's well well stated cuz uh, I was going to say like that's one of my favorite things about this show is that it feels like it's really capturing the spirit of the original Star Wars like trilogy, but again, like it doesn't feel old. It's like it's modern. It's it's more up to date. It's more polished. You know, it's real tight just the way that like I said it's it's directed and it's and it's acted and everything. Um but yeah, it still fits in that older, grittier Star Wars universe really, really well. Yeah, it so feels like I'm it takes that. place like in that world yeah. after the fall of the Empire and stuff. Yeah, and... you see you see like, you know, some of these creatures that you saw in the in the older movies like those the one I can never remember what it's called. The one that's like that sits there in like Jabba's palace. It's like scrawny looking thing with the long ears. Yeah, in the like, cage. Ah! Yeah, he's like <laughs> just laughs all crazy. shaking all crazy. Yeah, yeah, just looks like a fucking tweaker. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the first episode of the Mandalorian. There's one of them in a cage and it's like freaking out, and they're frying another one <laughs> of the same creature. They're like they're like cooking it on a on a spit yeah. in front of it, and it's like ah! and I was like, oh my god, that's horrible, but like kind of awesome at the same time that like they managed to take that character. That puppet and put it in this and it like fits and, and like makes sense and everything. <laughs> it was pretty funny. But yeah, so that's been real. I was like the other thing <laughs> I've been like I've been watching it like work and stuff is I'm on like season four of The Simpsons. Oh wow. <laughs> I've been working my way through I started with oh, season one and I've just been slowly working my way through what are they like thirty something by now? <laughs> uh, I, well, I yeah, but I think they only have right now up to I want to say season like twenty two or oh something like that on Disney Plus. That's but so insane! It's yeah. on Disney. Yeah, The Simpsons really? It's on Disney Plus. It's because they own it, that. It's Fox. Oh, because Disney bought, owns Fox. They, they bought Fox. And I forgot it's, about that. But what's crazy is because like on for Disney Plus, there's like a lot of things that like. Like, for instance, like, Endgame is on there, but Infinity War, the first part, isn't because it's on Netflix. Oh. So there's a lot of... like, a licensing thing for it? There's So Mm. there's, like, a lot of things where it's, like, licenses are having their wait, they're having to wait for them to expire and stuff. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that's, like, not on there because it's on Netflix or whatever right now. You know what I don't know? Tell me if you've heard anything about... Has there been any, like, chatter about whether... Um, now that Disney owns them, uh, now that Disney owns Marvel, are we going to get any of those shows like Daredevil or Luke Cage or anything that they canceled from Netflix? I really hope so. I hope so, too, especially Daredevil. Daredevil was amazing. Yeah, I I haven't heard one way or the other, but it would make sense to me. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, that was like, I feel like that was like... Especially, like, I know Daredevil and, like, Punisher was, like, really popular and stuff, yeah. too. I yeah. know, like, like Immortal Iron Fist got, like, a lot of hate. And, Second but, like, season was, was a lot better, though. Yeah. And, like, but I know, like, Luke Cage and, like, Jessica Jones, like, those weren't, mm-hmm. I feel, like, as popular as Daredevil and, like, Punisher were and stuff. But I don't see why they wouldn't just, yeah. like, kind of transfer There's it There's supposed over. to be, I think, one more season of Jessica Jones on Netflix. I don't think that one was canceled yet. Okay. I think I think I heard that there's a third season that's that's still coming, but that's probably the last one for the foreseeable future, at least for Netflix. Yeah, it might have just been like yeah. under license or something that they're that having. That first the way. season of Jessica Jones I thought was was like practically a masterpiece. So good, yeah. yeah. I I love Redgrave, right? 
Um, Kilgrave. Kilgrave. There yeah, we go. yeah. David Tennant's character. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's yeah, so he's good. Such a dick. <laughs> he's so good. And like the second season, I was just like, "What are they gonna do to top that?" Because and and I don't feel like they did. <laughs> well, but I still enjoyed it. But yeah, that first season, I just like he was just a presence that was just constantly like like so like like big, you know? Yeah, no, he's such he, a great actor. Yeah, he really did. I was like, but. What was funny too was like when like watching like older episodes of The Simpsons and stuff, I was like, dude, there's no way like there's no way like the stuff that they got away with mm-hmm. in like the early nineties that that would fly. There's like so much offensive stuff in cartoons back then. Well yeah, and it's not even like it's just like beyond like saying fucking like just like I mean, they say like ass and like shit <laughs> and like I mean Bart's is about Did they say shit? Um I don't know about shit, but I know, I know but they said something I was just kind of like, wow. Or, like, where, like, I couldn't believe that they got away with it. But, like, even just beyond that, like, just, like, showing, like, I don't know, like, Bart with a gun mm, or, like, yeah. different, his, like, fantasies about, like, ruining the school and stuff. Yeah. Like, with all the school shootings and or stuff. Or Homer, like, like, choking the crap out of him. Like, like just, like, he's just abusing his child. He's practically beating him in, like, every other episode. Like, right. I don't think that that would go over as well now. But. but Maybe on Comedy Central. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I was like surprised. I was like, man, I was like, I miss the more lenient FCC like of the 90s. Speaking of cartoons, I watched through um, Avatar um, Last Airbender series again. It was like the third time I've watched it. Maybe fourth. Um, I love that. That show is still amazing every time. Uh, You watch those, right? Believe no. it, or, believe it or not, I I've seen bits and pieces, but oh, I've never seen really an episode good. of that. Cora, like oh, man, I've never so watched it. Yeah, I'm rewatching Cora right now because after you watch Avatar, it's like oh, I gotta watch Cora now. <laughs> so I'm like I'm in season two of Cora. Um, I love that show too. Um, they're they're both like I, I can't decide which one I like more. Honestly, um, I I think maybe Avatar, but um. Like they're just they're really kind of different. They they just have like a different feel. It's a different time period that each one takes place in because it's like one generation later for mm-hmm. Cora, uh, so everything feels a little different. And and they were able to do some things that were like cooler and more interesting in that one, and like bigger, like more epic. But um, but the original show like, you know, it 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 had like this certain charm to it that uh that wasn't in the in the next one as well. So yeah, they're different, but I love those. Um. There's there's more Star Wars stuff that I can talk about. I like I'm like like I said I'm in Star Wars mode right now. So like oh yeah I wait played... didn't you play that VR yes Star Wars one yes yeah so that was the next thing I was going to talk about. So yeah so I played through Fallen Order and I watched through like the whole storyline of Kotor two and I feel like I'm probably going to end up rewatching like all the movies before the next one comes out, which is like in a month. Um, and then actually that's, I should probably start on that soon. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot like, of movies now. We just rewatched like the original trilogy nice. yesterday. We sat there and went through new yeah. hope empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. Nice, nice. Ooh. Ooh. Can I say here for, for all the world to hear that episode one is one of my favorite star Wars movies of all time. Is it really? I, I'm dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> and I love telling people because they always go, you're shitting me. But no. Well, yeah, because I'm like, I don't know. I mean. Everyone's like, the prequels suck. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of flaws. 
fewer in the first one, I think, than there are in like this. Like the second one is my episode two is my least favorite of the entire series. I will agree with you. Yeah. That episode two is it's also It's hard to watch now. Is also my <laughs> least favorite. It's hard to watch now. But episode one, part of it, I think it part of it nostalgia is always a factor. That's always gonna be a factor. And I think when I explain like sort of my story, my history with episode one, some people kinda understand a little bit more. Um, but like, I legitimately do think that it's, it's a very good movie. Um, you know, it's got its parts that, yeah, you know, love it or hate it, whatever, like Jar Jar Binks, like whatever, take him or leave him. But like, he's not the entire movie <laughs> as much as people want to like pretend like he is. He's, he's not. Um, but, and there's other stuff that just more than makes up for him, like Darth Maul. <laughs> the Darth that, Maul fight is still just That amazing. is true. Um, but so my, my history with episode one is... Uh, I'll try to keep this brief. Um, it was my, I want to say my junior year of high school when that movie came out. It was like 99 or something, I think, when episode one came out. Um, and so it was releasing, they were doing a, a midnight premiere. This is like before, like for, for the younger listeners out there, if there are any, they didn't used to release movies like the day at before seven. <laughs> at seven when you could just leisurely like reserve your seats ahead of time and leisurely walk up five minutes before the movie and casually get your popcorn and your drink and walk in and get your comfortable seat with the recliner. They didn't do that shit back then. <laughs> so here's the way it worked. They had a midnight release at midnight or at technically I think 1201 because the studios wouldn't lo allow you to release it before the actual calendar day. Yeah. Right. So at 1201 midnight, essentially, um, you could watch it like first thing in that, in that, that day. So the day before that, and this was like, it was a school day for me. I want to say it released on probably um, like the release day itself was at like Thursday or Friday, maybe. And so whatever day um, it was before that, I was, um, I went like straight from school. I had a friend, I wasn't driving yet, but I had a friend who had a car and he drove me and a few other people like home and on my, on the way home, he said, hey, we're going to go see Star Wars. And I was planning to anyway. I wanted to go see it. Um, he's like, why don't I drop you off and you hold our place in line? And I, I don't know. People didn't care as much about people holding places in line back then either because I did that for like, it was like six people that I was like holding the spot for. Um, so he dropped me off at the theater to hold a spot for them. They were going home. They were going to go do other stuff, pick up other people, and they were going to come back. And like they didn't come back for hours and hours. It was like evening by the time they came back. So I was there from like... I don't remember exactly what, what time, like two in the afternoon or something like that um, until midnight, whatever, whatever 11 hours is, because, Jesus. because that's how long I was there. Like that's, that's an important, that's an important uh, key point in my story is that I was there for 11 hours. Um, and I had a really good spot in the line too. Like I was probably, if I had to guess, like the 20th person there. So I was a lock. I was it's guaranteed. Even crazier that there's 19 other people. Right. Who waited even longer. That long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are people there. I don't know how, like, what time the first person got there. But um, anyway, I think the first person was a kid too, <laughs> like like a young kid. Um, but uh, yeah, so there were a bunch of other people, and so I just, I just camped out. I'm sitting there, and like the guy that was next to me was really cool, like. Um, you know, he had like a blanket that he brought with him and he let me just like camp out on the blanket with him. So I wasn't just on the sidewalk and we were just talking and he was like, I found out he was from like the same area of California that I was from where he grew up. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. So we're just like, you know, getting to know each other. And that was cool. Just past the time. And I'm like, listening to my headphones on my, on my, uh, 
I, I think my Walkman probably at the time with my cassette player, you know. Star-Lord status I'm over listen, here. I'm listening to the same, like, you know, movie soundtrack over and over or something. Um, anyway, so I'm there forever. And here's where it gets shitty. Um, eh, what time was it? It was probably, like, at least three hours or four hours before midnight. At least three hours. Some dumbass in the front yells, they're selling tickets. And everybody just jumped up from where they were and rushed the box office. Like there were people, the line was going, this was an outdoor, like not an outdoor movie theater, but this is like one of those movie theaters where like, you know, it's not inside of a mall. Mm-hmm. So we're like out, there's like a parking lot and we're just like lined up against the wall and like the sun's in our face as it's going down and stuff. And like people were lined up around this building, the whole building, like people just lined up around it. And this guy yells, they're selling tickets. And in the time it, oops, I just, <laughs> I just shook the mic. I'm sorry. Uh, in the time it took me to grab my backpack, throw my like headphones and shit inside, put it on my back, stand up and like try to like run to the box office in that time all these people that were lined up around the corner were just running like like people in like full like jedi robes just like beards like sprinting Uh. you know across the parking lot and all these people so many people got in front of me that like it was just this huge crowd there was no more line anymore it was just like like eight people wide by forever back you know just crowd it wasn't a line it was just a crowd at that point the guy that was sitting next to me who was like like one space ahead of me in line that i was talking to the whole time in that time it took me to grab my stuff he just said fuck his blanket and he just like took off and so he got like probably 10 feet 15 feet ahead of me between all these people and so and but there were a lot of people in front of him too And so we're just standing there. And so for the last like three or four hours of being in line, no one wants to sit down because people scooch in front of them. No one wants to try to like form a line because people just like scooch in front of them. So we're standing there, standing up for hours like sardines, just squished against each other. And every once in a while, someone kind of like shoulders and wiggles their way in front of somebody else. And so the whole thing's just kind of like, like shifting the whole time. And people are like taking people's places. And like, no one's like, it's like, there's no fights or anything, which amazes me. But like, everyone's just standing there pissed off. Just like, and no one's like, like, who the fuck said that? You know, everyone's just like, what the fuck is going on? But like, we know that there's like nothing we can do about it. Cause like, right. no one's just going to like be like, okay, let's all get back in line. <sighs> so the, the worst part is what happened was, so my friends show up and everything and they're like, Hey, and I'm like, Hi, I'm right here. And then, they, then they're just like standing on the edge of the crowd and like hoping to get in cause they can't even get to me. Um, and then so they finally open the doors and they start selling tickets and they're going one at a time and they're working their way through this like crowd of people. Everyone's making their way to the box office and I get all the way up to the trash can right next to the window and the guy that was right in front of me got the last ticket. So I didn't even get in after 11 hours of waiting to see episode one. So obviously I was pissed. Um... So anyway, uh, here's here's the thing. So, so because because of that, because of the, I told you, eleven hours was important. Because I waited in line to see Star Wars Episode One for eleven hours and did not get in, 
I swore and I was like, this is just the kind of person I was when I was younger. I was like, you know, I, I hold grudges. I, I keep promises, whatever. I swore that I would see that movie 11 times in the theater to make up for the 11 hours that I waited in line to see it once. And I did. So I've seen that movie. I've seen that one more than any other Star Wars movie now. And so that I think that's a factor. I know that was a really long story. I'm sorry. I was like, uh, I was just thought it was funnier that you taught them a lesson by yeah, paying by to see them the movie. more money. Yeah, like, Not necessarily all at that theater, though, but like, I'll show you. I'll yeah. see this movie so many times. <laughs> it's not even like I was trying to get back at the theater or anything. And it's not like, well, it was kind of their fault because they should have like policed their line or that had was, like or my thing was, was the thing. They didn't do that at the time. Now you go to a movie, like, first of all, this doesn't happen anymore because there's advanced tickets. Mm-hmm. You get your tickets. Mm-hmm. Everything's all taken care of ahead of time. But like after that incident with that movie, that particular theater got smart. And like whenever a big movie would come out at that theater and they'd have people starting to line up early, they'd go out and they'd give people a number. Well, that's what blew me away too. When you said you were in line, but you didn't even have tickets yet. Yeah. Because you didn't, you couldn't buy tickets ahead of time back then. It didn't happen. I know. I know you're like a young whippersnapper. Well, yeah, because but... <laughs> I'm like thinking. Because I'm like, you're like, what do you Cause mean? I will. Because I went to. Because I know for like. Because yeah, I was like when that movie came out, I was like nine. Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. But because I remember seeing, I went to the midnight for episode three. Okay. And but we had advanced tickets. As you. Yeah. We had the we already had our tickets, but it was one of those things again. You still was, had to wait in line. That like, was, there yeah, was no yeah, yeah. designated seats. There was no, no like, there was no reserved seats, but you could usually buy ahead of because they had Fandango by then. But yeah, like nineteen ninety nine, I don't think any of that shit was around then. Well, yeah, even, and I was seeing it at a smaller theater too. This wasn't like a Century Theaters or a Cinemark or a Harkins or something like that. Like the first two I mentioned are probably like like unknown to most people, but yeah, it's not like a big like AMC or Harkins where you know they they offer all this cool like you know options for buying your tickets. This was the uh what's it called? This is the Uptown Three Theater in Sierra Vista, Arizona, which like it's just like it was already becoming like. I don't want to like call it the butthole theater, but it was like becoming like the cheap theater for the town already at that point. And they like got every once in a while, they got one big movie and that was the big movie that they got. But they didn't do like you couldn't like they didn't have a website. You couldn't go online and buy tickets. You couldn't buy them in advance because they wouldn't sell them in advance back then. Like, I don't know. It's it's just a different time. Yeah. Well, because like what was funny, too, was I don't even think Fandango was around. It might have so. been like new, but I was like. Yeah. For like our midnight showings stuff, we had to go to the theater either the day before or days in advance and physically go up to the box and buy yeah. the tickets yeah, yeah, for yeah. that day and then come back yeah. days later for the actual movie. I feel like that was still a thing until like pretty recently, but now, yeah, thankfully, like yeah, everything's, everything's online changed. and like designated seats and yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember when they first initiated it. I'm like, dude, that's stupid. You could show up wherever. And it's like, even if you show up super early, you can't get the seat you want because someone already bought I was like, that's dumb. And then now that I'm older, I'm like, no. I was like, this <laughs> I don't is have smart. time for this shit. Yeah, I was like, I don't have time to fucking show up like yeah. an hour and a half before a movie starts to like yeah. fucking try and like get a good seat. 
I kind of missed that though. Like there was there was something exciting. Like the last big huge movie premiere I did, where I had to just wait in line and didn't. I don't think we had advanced tickets because why would we wait in line if we did? Um, was the final Harry Potter movie? Me and PJ went out for that, and we're like all dressed up. He's wearing like all Slytherin, and I wore like this Hufflepuff outfit because I was like, no one's gonna be wearing Hufflepuff, so <laughs> so I was all like decked out in that, and and it was like a lot of fun. Like everyone's all dressed up in their wizard robes, and we're all like you know playing like Harry Potter games on our phones and stuff, and just waiting out in line forever. When and it's exciting, like because the whole crowd is like everybody is like an uber fan. The people that will are willing to wait out in line for hours and hours and hours are like so dedicated that like feels like you're like oh these are my people you know when did it's that fun. movie come out when did the final do you Harry remember Potter? with a set part two mm, i don't remember what year but i was already living up here so it was after 2010 okay i don't, I don't remember exactly when though did that come out before the dark knight rises do you know i don't even remember probably because i was gonna say i think because then I was trying to remember what was the last midnight movie I went to. And it, you're right. It was either the second part of the final Harry Potter mm-hmm. or it was the Dark Knight Rises because those yeah. were the last two. I've done that... some like midnight or really late movie, like like first showing premieres since then, but had advanced tickets. So I could just walk up like PJ and I have done that. Like PJ and I usually try to go to all the Star Wars movies like when they first come out, like the earliest showing that we can manage to to get tickets to. But we just now we just walk up. You know, yeah. 15 minutes ahead of time. And like, we just meet in the parking lot and walk in. And it's like, oh, okay, well, uh, I guess this is it then. Like, it, it just doesn't have the same like level of excitement. Um, so I do miss that. And like, like I would always bring like my light up lightsaber and everything, like the toy one that I got like forever ago from episode two that like, you know, fling it and it like extends and whatever. And I would always bring that. And I still do like to to a premiere. I always bring it to a new Star Wars movie. And I'm feeling like increasingly silly about it. But I still do it. I like I like clip it onto my belt loop and walk in with my lightsaber, and um and I see some people that still do it. And like if I go to the very 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 first showing, it's more likely that other people have lightsabers. Yeah. And they're wearing robes and they're wearing or it's costumes. Like the third week. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This fucking geezer with the goddamn. <laughs> right. But like like I went one night. On, it was like the second show on the on the first night. This was for like uh, episode eight, the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, PJ and I went to that one, but we couldn't quite get tickets to the very first show um so we got tickets to the second one on the same night so we're showing up and people are walking out and i'm seeing people walking out with like lightsabers and robes and stuff like that but like our actual showing there was a lot less of that and i was like oh man i'm like this just isn't the same like these aren't my people these aren't my people there's a few of my people but where did the rest of my people go that first showing (laughs) the first showing yeah that's like um one of my for the Dark Knight Rises, I remember, like, because, like, me, Megan, like, a bunch of my friends from high school, we all went. There was, like, 10 or 12 of us that we were all going. Mm-hmm. We were all in line, like, waiting. And when we were in the, because th- they, like, let you in, like, you know, early, so it's, like, you were still sitting even when you're in your seats, you yeah. know, you're still sitting, like, an hour yeah, plus, like, yeah, waiting yeah. for the movie. I love, I like when they actually do that, though. It's, like, really nice. Like, oh, thank God, thank you for letting us sit down instead of being on the sidewalk for the last two hours yeah. or whatever. And uh, I remember <laughs> we were in there, because, like, the theater that we go to is the AMC 30 and stuff, and even though I sneak food into there now... Um, I think originally, like, maybe they'll just let you, because they used to let, if you had food from around that area, because there's, like, a Panda Express, mm. Chipotle, uh, Chick-fil-A, whatever, like, you could just straight up be holding it, and they would just let you bring it in. Wait a minute, because... wait a minute, you sneak 
food into the theater? Yeah. Justin? I, I'm going to hell, I know. I'm oh a piece of God. shit. Oh, my God. I'll sneak, like, dude, Who Jimmy John's, like, thing? Pam, me and Megan will load up, like, two entree, like, Panda Express in her purse and have this, like, full fucking meal. <laughs> like a full styrofoam tray. Yeah. I'll be, like, eating Jimmy John's during the trailers, like, <laughs> like the rapper and shit. And I'm sure people are, like, looking at me, like, dude, who the fuck's this guy? But, um, we went... It's always to- funny when you're in the theater and you hear, like... <laughs> From yeah. someone like opening a can of soda, you're like, "Where did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't buy that here." Um, <laughs> but we went to the Dark Knight Rises, and my fucking friend Shane yeah. straight up ordered a pizza from Pizza Hut, <laughs> and they delivered it to the theater <laughs> inside the theater. He ordered it, called and ordered it from inside the theater when we were what? in the theater, and then he was like, "Oh, pizza's here." And what? like went out and like opened. They're like the... over by like where they take your tickets. And no, he, just he told them he gave them special instructions to come to the exit only doors. Oh my god! And he god. opened the door oh, and man. was like, "Thanks." And oh man! <laughs> and so he brought in this <laughs> full fucking pizza. And so we had like pepperoni. It was some dark wow. night special, pe- like pepperoni and sausage, whatever pizza. So we were all eating pizza. That's, the that's next level. That's next level right there. Yeah, that was like. <laughs> I never, never crossed my mind to do that. Yeah, that was like literally like that's one of my favorite like next level oh, fucking geez. stories of. That's just fucking funny. Tire pizza. Yeah. So I'm sorry, I got sidetracked with my my storytelling of Star Wars Episode One, which is amazing. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, VR. Um, I have a Vader Immortal on my Oculus Quest uh, that I got a while ago. Um, so yeah, I finally played the final chapter of that. Um, so there's three episodes of Vader Immortal. It's VR only. I believe it's only available on the Oculus Quest, um, the the wireless one that I have. Um, and so the first two episodes, the first episode came out a while ago. I don't know, months ago, uh, before I got the the Quest. Um, and I played that one uh, right away when I when I got it. I was looking forward to checking that out, and it was really cool. Um, you know, the first episode, you uh, learn how to use a lightsaber. That's that's basically like the the you know whole thing about the first one is is you get a lightsaber and there's like a training dojo that you can do that's separate from the story mode it's just like it's like training mode you know um or practice mode or whatever so you like grab a lightsaber and there's a training droid that comes in a taxi with like a vibro staff and uh there's the little like training um uh droids that are like an orb you know that like like luke trained with on the millennium falcon in in episode four that just like shoot blaster bolts at you and you just have to deflect them back um so you're fighting those things it's those and some like floating training droids that have like arms that like swing at you with fibro staffs um so uh that's that's the, the training mode or training dojo and then um the story mode itself you get a lightsaber and there's sections where you're deflecting blaster bolts from stormtroopers, and there's parts where you're like defending yourselves from yourself from droids that have weapons like that as well. Um, and then um, episode two, I'm not sure when that came out because that was already available around the time that I got my quest as well. I think it had just released, so I got the first two episodes like back to back and played through them um, uh, pretty close together. Uh, the second one introduces force powers, and it's super fun because like you've got the lightsaber in one hand. But you, with your free hand, like, at any time, as long as there's something in the environment that, like, is susceptible to be, like, pushed or pulled with the force, you can, like, reach out, and you see it glow, and you, like, squeeze, like, the grip trigger on the on the Oculus Quest. It's like, it's like having a, a trigger button that you, 
like hit with like your middle finger, like like you're squeezing your your um like against your palm mm-hmm. almost. So it feels like you're gripping it. It's 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 a pretty it's a pretty cool way to do it. So you like squeeze and it like grabs the thing and you can like lift rocks up in the air and you can pull them toward you by pulling your hand back and you can push them away from you by pushing your hand forward. And if you push like hard and then release at the end of the push, it like flings it forward. And so you can like you can grab enemies and like fling them. And you can grab rocks and throw them at things and, like, all kinds of cool stuff, like, while you're, like, swinging your lightsaber around. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then um, episode three just hit, like, it was, like, the day after I finished Fallen Order. Um, episode three of Vader Immortal on the on the VR came out. And I was like, yes, I get to do more Star Wars. So, um, so I played through that. And I'm trying to think if they introduced anything. I don't think they really introduced any new mechanics in that one but they just it's kind of like just more of doing what they taught you in like the previous two so now it's like okay you got a lightsaber the culmination you learned you learned put it all to use in this final yeah so you're just doing more of it it's like okay now you're fighting all these guys and you're like force pushing and pulling while you're swinging your lightsaber you're protecting yourself from two different sides at the same time like it's it was really cool um and uh and the story is like really interesting it's brief like i'll 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 say that um, each chapter, each episode, um, it took me like about 45, like 35 to 45 minutes to get, so it's maybe 40 minutes average for each episode, uh, individually. Um, so they're, they're like bite-sized little games, little story pieces. Um, but the story's interesting. Um, like it takes place on the planet Mustafar where Vader like became Vader essentially where Obi-Wan hacked him up. Um, and like you see in like if you've seen Rogue One, he's still hanging out on Mustafar, like after that, like all the way up until probably like the Death Star was ready for him to like move in or whatever. He's hanging out on Mustafar. It's like he's got this like castle there basically that he just like stays in. Um, or that's like his home base or whatever. So this game takes place like it's and this is canon, by the way. I looked it up. Like this game and and um Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, the story that's in those games is is considered official canon now, according to Disney and whatnot. Um, so yeah, if you play Vader Immortal, like the events that happen here, it's like technically that that happened in the storyline apparently. Um, so uh, yeah, you're on Mustafar. This takes place, <clears throat> excuse me, takes place between sometime between episodes three and four. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure um, that it's that it's before. I think it would have to be a Vader's on Mustafar. Um, but anyway, yeah, so you're on Mustafar, Vader's on Mustafar, and he's trying to basically, um, there's like, there's like some ruins of like some ancient civilization that's on Mustafar that he's like uncovered. And he's trying to get access to this like, this power source, this thing that can um, potentially bring back the dead. I'll, I'll say that. So he's he's trying to find a way to potentially like bring back the dead or get control over over like you know life itself or like immortality or whatever like kind of the same stuff that was talked about between him and the emperor in episode three, where he's like yes there is a way to you know prevent people from dying or whatever like Vader's like still obsessed with that and so he's like trying to hunt down this thing that can like supposedly get him what he wants. And he wants to use you to to do it, and it's so it's interesting. It's really interesting. 
Um, so I had a lot of fun with it. Um, and by the way, I recorded for anybody who doesn't have VR or doesn't have an Oculus Quest specifically and doesn't plan to, but wants to check out the story of those games. I'm sure other people have put them up on YouTube as well, but I recorded myself playing through all three chapters and I put those up on YouTube so I can give you like a link to that. Nice. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I was like, uh, is it also, is it an, like, did EA make it? I don't think or EA did they license the they just license the rights out. Well, LucasArts licenses the rights to the Star Wars properties to EA, don't they? To yeah. make their games. So I think this is like who whoever's in complete control ultimately of the Star Wars franchise, there's LucasArts or Lucasfilm or something. I'm not sure exactly who's behind it all, but um whoever, you know, I'm not sure who exactly signs the checks or, or signs on the dotted line, but um but they I guess licensed it to whoever made the VR game. And I'm trying to think who that's crazy because yeah, I it. thought EA was the only one that they have exclusive rights to Star Wars until whatever twenty twenty two or yeah. something because of yeah, the contract I, they're yeah, in. Yeah, I feel like I heard something like that too. Um, maybe this is different because it's VR and maybe EA is not really into VR yet. Like that's like a know. loophole in that's the system. That yeah. <laughs> VR doesn't count. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to think who developed this this game. I know that, like, in the credits in the beginning, it says Oculus Studios, but that's just, like, one facet of it. I'm not sure. Like, that's probably not who actually developed it. Um, What's it called again? Uh, Vader Immortal is is the VR series. Yeah, so... I haven't played as much of my VR um, recently because, like I was telling you before we started recording, I'm on vacation right now from work. Uh, I had, a, like, a bunch of days to take off, so... Um, I decided to take them off around like Thanksgiving. So I've already got like the days off there and I added like a bunch of other PTO days. So I've got like a couple weeks that I've just been like chilling and playing games and trying to catch up on stuff lately. Um, so there, there's been a bunch of games I've wanted to play, um, before I even got my VR set. So I'm trying to catch up on them now. Um, like there's Jedi Fallen Order, which was new that just came out. Um, I'm probably going to get into, um, The Witcher 3 finally. Um, do you ever play that? Um, Megan played it some. I, I, it's one of those things where I totally want to play yeah. it. I just had like, I'll probably pick it up on the Switch at some point too, just because I know it's on the Switch and that's oh, pretty okay. much. But I, we have it on the PlayStation and Megan sunk probably like at least 30 hours. Okay. Into it already. Yeah. Like, I've heard so many good things about it and I'm like, it's been on my radar for a long time. I bought it on a sale like forever ago on Steam and just never played it. Um, and I finally like, I, like, I'm one of those people where I'm like, oh, it's the third one, so I should play the first one and the second one first, but I've had so many people tell me, no, 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 don't even bother with the first two. The third one is, like, way, way better. You don't need those ones. But me just wanting to be a completionist anyway, I at least had to compromise by watching the gameplay, like, videos that people put on YouTube of the first two. So I watched through those, which is kind of like a background watch, because I really wasn't getting that, like engaged with the story from the first two um so i'm hopeful that the third one is as good as everyone says uh, but i'm like i'm ready to play it now finally so i think i might be doing that today yeah it says the developer is ilmx lab yeah like that. yeah i remember seeing that now in the credits yeah i never heard of them before they might just do vr i don't know hmm. but it's uh it's a really good looking game like um like that's that's the thing like with vr you know i think some people, some people's experience with VR has only been playing like the little gimmicky games, you know, where you're just like, um, you know, you're just running around and playing with things in a VR space. And, and that doesn't really give you like 
an idea of what VR is capable of. But uh, Vader Immortal, I thought, was was pretty impressive because you're not only, you know, getting to swing around a lightsaber and actually interact with your environment um, in, in like a lot of interesting ways with the force. Um, but you're also like traversing around and like, you're like climbing ladders and cr like crawling across like ledges and stuff by like grabbing things with your hand and literally like you, you feel like you're like climbing and, and moving around and stuff in this space. It's pretty cool. Um, and it just, it's really polished. It looks really, really, really good. The first time in episode one of this, of this game, um, you get like basically captured and uh, like on Mustafar and Vader shows up in like the cell where they're, they're holding you like the door opens up and he's like way at the end of the hall and like the music like changes and when the, when the door opens and you just see his like figure standing there, it's like, Oh shit, Vader's here. And he starts walking up and like as many star Wars movies have I, as I've seen and as much as I know that Vader is supposed to be an imposing character. And even when I was a kid, I was like, Oh man, it's Vader and he's scary and stuff like that. I still wasn't anticipating the feeling of having Vader walk up to me in VR and stand right in front of me and me go, Oh shit. He is imposing. Like he's kind of tall. I don't know how tall Vader's supposed to be, but I think he's like at least he's like well over six feet or something. Oh yeah, I I think he's probably like close. I'd say he's six probably close to like five, yeah, I'd say like six five. Yeah, yeah. So like I'm standing there, and and I I think I think the the height of your character in VR should pretty realistically match like your height in real life because like when you map out the space of your room, you have it um like you you tell it where the floor is with like the controller. Yeah, so it knows kind of like where yeah. you. you so it knows how high the headset is and that's that's the height of your head um so like i'm standing there like my normal height whatever and vader walks up to me right into my face and i'm like oh shit <laughs> it's, it's it's super it's super imposing and he just like whips his dong out and it has yeah. like a little helmet on it yeah yeah he calls it dark helmet <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh what was i gonna say oh yeah that's one of the other things i'll say like Back on the subject of like the waiting in lines for stuff, because when we were talking about the waiting in lines for movies and stuff, it made it was making me think, and I was like, dude, I was like, I remember when that was like the thing for Black Friday, like people would uh, wait like oh, days yeah, yeah. Yeah, outside yeah. stores, and it's like Stupid. that doesn't exist anymore either. Thank God, like, like oh, I know, ridiculous. but like you'd see people, they'd be on the news and shit that people like camped out at like Best Buy for like fucking four days and stuff uh. just to get like doorbusters and stuff, and then now. It's also just like the movies. It's like now yeah. instead of like opening at midnight and doing it, it's like at like six p.m., seven p.m. Like you can go to the store the now. The day before, yeah. Like and I don't, you don't want to get me started on Black Friday. Like I did. Okay, so I participated in the whole waiting in line for Black Friday thing one time. It was with PJ because he's a bad influence. Um, <laughs> so we were both doing it, and that was when um shit. Did I get? Um, I think that's when I got my PS3, actually. It was a Black Friday sale. My first PS3. Um, I'm pretty sure that was when I got it. Um, so yeah, we were just like we were just getting a bunch of electronics or whatever, and we did it like we did like Thanksgiving, I think, with his family or something like that, or or his wife's family. And we just did that afterwards. Cause no one else was really like doing anything. But like my thing now is like I, I don't have as much of a problem with people if you want to do that over spending time with your family if that's not how your family is if you guys if you're not like super close or you don't do like activities together or really want to like stay like glued together for like the whole holiday weekend i totally get that 
I hate that retailers are making their employees work on Thanksgiving fucking day or just early morning on the day after or midnight, like after Thanksgiving and they've spent time with their family. Like, let them stay home if they want to stay home. I, I just, I don't like that, like, this society that we have, this ultra capitalism has, like, created this thing where, like, Black Friday is becoming, like, a holiday that eclipses Thanksgiving. And I hate that. So I don't support it for that reason. And, like, I, I refuse to, like, go wait in online or, like, buy anything. Like, my wife dragged me out to buy something on Black Friday, like, two years ago. We didn't go until, like, the afternoon on Friday and, like, just walked into a Target and bought a couple of things that I think she already, like, paid for them online. She just wanted to pick them up at the store. Yeah, just do, like, in-store pickup. Yeah. I would rather just stay home and relax than even deal with that because it's just crazier. There's more people out and stuff. But that's one thing, whatever. But honestly, my thing is there's no reason, unless you really need to get something and you physically need to have it, like, immediately, like, that early. And so you have to go, like, fight and brave the lions to get it. That's one thing. And I still think it's kind of silly. But if you're, like, if you have any patience at all and you can wait for the damn thing that you want... Buy it online. The same sales go throughout the entire weekend now in most cases. Some stores may not, but like usually you go on their website, it's the same damn deal. It's going for the entire weekend, especially with Cyber Monday being a thing. The Monday after that weekend is when it's known for like having all the online sales. They start those early. So it's like Black Friday and Cyber Monday are the same thing now. And they all last for like a week yeah. or more. Sometimes they go into the next weekend now, like depending on the store. Just go online and buy your shit and have it delivered. Like, don't mess with all that. It's silly. Well, dude, that's, like, what was blowing me away was when I was looking at, like, Best Buy's ad, they were saying that for, like, basically it was the, they released, like, earlier in November or whatever, they released, like, what their Black Friday ad was going to be. But then in the ad, it was saying that, like, every day for, in November, they were going to have, like, one of the items or whatever that say it was going to be on sale for Black Friday on sale that day at the Black Friday price every day leading up to Black Friday when then yeah. everything was going to be on sale. So I'm like, oh, what's yeah. the point? Like, if you want that one thing, I'm like, you could go November 16th and yeah. get it and yeah. then you're good. Yeah. It's, it's just silly. Like, again, like, it's not like it's all limited to that one day anyway. So why do people still... I feel like people got themselves trained that this is the way they need to do it, and they haven't paid attention to the fact that it's like movies, where now you can buy your movie tickets online, and you can get your reserved seats. Some people might still stand out in line. Why are you doing that? You know, you don't need to do that anymore. And same thing with Black Friday. I don't think people have realized yet, you don't need to do it the way you used to do it, because Black Friday has changed. People just seem to think that, oh, I still need to, I need to get out there first thing to get all the deals. No, go online. <laughs> yeah, I was like... I was like, <laughs> we do go out on Black Friday, but we only go to Target, and we go to the Target that I used to work at, mm-hmm. and it's out in BFE nowhere, <laughs> and like, there's, I mean, there's still a line, but it's like nothing, and 85% of the people that go to that Target are mainly there for like Apple Watches, iPads, whatever, and I'm just there for video games. Mm. So I go to that one, even though it's out of the way, whatever. I solely go to that one because I can get there at like 6.30, wait in line for half an hour, go in, grab all the games I want. Like last year, we were in and out in 20 minutes. Wow. Like, 
So I'm yeah. surprised you got through the line that fast. Yeah, well, it's because like there's not like a massive like a line. line. Like, yeah, because they have like a ton of. Usually they stock they up stock, like every yeah. register. They is staff open. every register. Yeah, with for, all the people that want to be with their families. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that are getting paid time and a half and got like sandwiches or something. Oh, for I dinner. hope. So. I hope they are. Yeah, they, they are. are. I was like, I used to work Black Friday. Okay. Dude, my, f- <laughs> but one of my, <laughs> when I used to work Black Friday at Target, uh, one of my fondest memories of working black friday was there was this one dude that we called him big paul and he was like huge and like he straight up like he legitimately did steroids and he was massive and uh they would have him doing security and stuff like out like he would do security like out in the parking lot and stuff making sure that everyone's like in line and like doing shit and then like when the store opens he would be like He's like, you know, like one of the rules is like, is no running. You are yeah, not allowed yeah. to run in the store. And this, uh, just fast walking. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember the one year, cause I used to have to like do electronic, like manage the TVs and whatever. And then like they move electronics, like into kind of like the clothing aisle stuff because electronics was strictly like iPads central and stuff. And they'd have to deal with that. Hmm. And, um, this lady had a cart and then she started running and, <laughs> fucking paul like as she's running there was like an intersection of like aisles and stuff he came around the corner and like grabbed the front of the cart and like dead stopped the cart <laughs> and she like flipped like almost into the cart like into the handle he's like no running like in her face i was like oh my god like she almost like front flipped into her cart she hit the rail so hard oh on that you just dead this like fucking like 300 pound dude just straight up like stopped the fucking cart it was That's great funny. And then you'd watch people with, like, two fucking carts run up and take, like, four TVs. And then, like, half an hour later, come back and put three of them back. Like, and people would come wanting the TV, and yeah. it's gone now. And they're like, oh, I don't need four of this TV. They should have, like, a limit, one per customer. Well, something. usually there's the door. So that's what's funny. Every year you hear this. Even though it happens every year, mm-hmm. I would hear the same thing. And it's hilarious because there's certain items where it's like, yeah, here's this fucking 65-inch 4K TV for... $600 or something like that, something mm. stupid. Mm. It's a door buster. Mm-hmm. And door busters, so yeah, here, if you don't know how it works, for especially for like Target, I'm sure it's similar to other places too. For like the door buster stuff, they only get like six, maybe 10 of those items, mm. tops. And you have to be the first through the door to grab it. Uh, Well, what you have to do is be the first in line. Yeah. And like usually what they do is they have tickets they'll hand out tickets for yeah those for items. those items yeah, yeah. and they'll ask you smart way to do yeah it. they'll ask you like are you in line for any of these items and if yeah. you say yes then they hand you a ticket yeah. and once those tickets are gone you're not getting it like if you go into the store you will not find it out like for you to grab because That's they great. are all in the back and if you have the ticket you have to like present it or whatever yeah. to them and That's you have good. like X amount of hours, and if it's not claimed within the hours, or then it's like up for grabs for whoever. Perfect, yeah. But yeah, every year you get the person People like, go grab three well, of them. they're like, where's or... this TV? Oh. And they're like, oh, it's a doorbuster. And they're like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, no, if you didn't get a ticket, you're not getting it. Yeah. And then they'd get all pissed off, and it's like, well, it wasn't in the ad. And they're like, well, actually, if you look at the really small right, print on page print. on page 27 <laughs> at the very bottom in this paragraph in, like, size 3 font, like, it says... You have to scan the QR code on our website, and then it yeah. takes you to, like, this weird backwoods, like, uh, website, yeah. But, That's funny. but, yeah, so I strictly go just to, like, I'll pick up, like, whatever, like, 
like this year we're going and there's like three video games or whatever that I want, and so I just grab those. And Which then, games are you getting? Uh, I'm getting Borderlands three, uh, Resident Evil two, oh, and remake? yeah, the remake and Mario Power Tennis. Oh, I didn't because get that one. it's a uh, Mario Power Tennis is thirty dollars along with. Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, which Nintendo games, especially first party Nintendo they're games, each, they're each thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. games never never go, go on sale. Yeah, never no. go on sale. So Crazy. I was like, that's the cheapest you're ever gonna yeah. probably see those at. So I was like, I already have Breath of the Wild and Odyssey though. So I was like, but we didn't get Mario Power Tennis. So I was like, well, I'm like for thirty bucks, I'm like I'm gonna get it. What's that for Switch? Yeah, yeah, for Switch, and then. Resident Evil and Borderlands I'm probably gonna get for PlayStation, maybe Xbox One. I've got so many know. games that I've got so many games that I have already bought and not not necessarily downloaded. Some of them I have, but like I've got so many games on Steam from like sales over the previous like years that like now that I've got some time off, I'm like oh, I gotta play all these games. But I know that like there's only so much time. Like I can play like two of them maybe. <laughs> so right. that's that's a struggle. And then fucking Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Steam is certainly going to do a sale, and so I'm going to probably end up buying more shit that I don't have time to play. So I've got such a backlog. I know. There's, like, a couple games. Like, that's what's crazy is, like, like I said, like, last week on the podcast, that was the first time I actually bought games on Steam since I don't know when because just of consoles and now I have a Switch. I'm, like, fucking one of those Switch snobs. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'll just get it when it comes to Switch. <laughs> so, but I was like, the games I wanted, I was like, they are coming to Switch, but not until like next year. And I was like, well, I really want to play it now. So I was yeah. like, I'll just buy it on Steam, I guess. I tend to wait till games come to Steam. Like if it's something that comes out on consoles first, and then eventually it's inevitably going to come to PC on Steam. I'll just wait for for the Steam like release usually because. I've got like more of my games now, more of my recent game purchases have come through Steam than anything else, partially for convenience because the PC that I play games on is just in my office at my house. Like I work in my home office on like a laptop for work and then I've got like my gaming PC that's next to that. That like so if I want to play games, I just finish work and just like roll my chair over and just start playing games. Or otherwise I have like a technically a game room that's upstairs where I keep like my consoles. But I never go up there anymore because I've just like downloaded all these games on Steam. So it's just way more convenient to do it that way. Um, Plus, I love Steam sales because like they do them all the damn time. Most of the games I've bought, like I probably would have had to pay even if I got them like used or like way later after the original release for a console. I'd probably be paying like fifteen, twenty dollars for them still, like a year or two later. Whereas Steam, I wait like six months or twelve months maybe, and it's like five dollars on sale. I'm like, you can't beat that. <laughs> so I've got so much stuff on my PC now. Dude, I was like, maybe if you if you move your Dragon Zelda collection upstairs, you'll have a reason to go upstairs more. My Dragon Zelda collection. Yeah, your dildo. Dragon, oh yeah, dragon. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> again for convenience, I like to keep it in my office. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was like, I'm trying to think. Oh, I was like, on Switch, I picked up two games the other day because they were on sale, like super cheap. One, 
I'm not like a super fan of yet, but the other one is very addictive. It's also on mobile. It's called Switch and Shoot. Hmm. It's one button, which of course works great on mobile because you're just tapping. Yeah. But the so whole... it's, it's perfect for your skill level. Yeah, yeah, because I'm fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> but um, the whole premise is like it's basically like a space shooter thing. You know, it's like mm-hmm. top down, like. Galaga, like whatever you're like zooming through and like enemies are coming randomly mm-hmm. but the whole concept is can you make them come on command yes that's good. yes using your he's got a <laughs> little, w- little vibration yeah just wiggle your hand around <laughs> until something goes off okay uh so the enemies are coming so yes yes they're coming hard okay hard um, and fast yeah. right at you yeah the, right right in your face yeah, right towards you okay and um you when you hit a to begin the game player or ship character is like automatically moving it's like moving like left and right like yeah. in the screen wraps and stuff when you hit a button though or tap or whatever if you're playing yeah. on mobile you shoot but then you start moving in the opposite direction so it's huh. like in order to like you can keep tap like to try and keep yourself in the middle you have to like kind of like uh, rapid tap real quick to like do this and like shoot back and forth shoot yeah and you'll shoot forward to try and get people huh. in the middle but it's a like kind of timing like when to tap and like when to like wrap and then like enemies if you miss one they kind of stay at the bottom level with you and sit there mm. for a second and then explode mm. so you have to like be far enough away from them to like not like you can't just keep missing enemies because they'll pile up on the bottom of the screen mm. and you'll blow up and die but then it's just yeah it's just counting like how many kills you get and then um you know you just start a new game so it's like really quick mm. but it's like i sat there and played for maybe like 40 minutes or whatever just like going on it's like oh man i didn't realize for you i'm like you know just one more game just one more game i'm like trying to i'm like dude i almost had 60 i'm like come on in a way what you're describing to me in my mind kind of reminds me of defender the old like arcade game and atari and stuff um do you ever play that one where like the ship i love moves defender left yes. to right and then you can turn around and go right to left yeah. and you're shooting enemies yeah it, it kind of reminds me of that when you're talking about like oh yeah you shoot and then you turn around like you don't in defender you shoot and then you make yourself turn around when you want to yeah and then, but then you can shoot in that direction but yeah that's what i'm picturing when you're telling me this <laughs> well and that's what's pretty cool like i'll have to show it to you too after because what's pretty cool is because it was made for phone you know so it's like the screen you can only i mean i wish you could play it like vertically i guess to like mm-hmm. take up the entire screen but because it's on the switch mm-hmm. and it's meant for mobile it's just a little <laughs> lane screen but mm-hmm. what they have on the left and right is like straight up like what you would see on like the side of an arcade cabinet and stuff. The art for oh, really? it is fucking gorgeous. That oh, looks cool. like it would be on like an arcade cabinet. So to fill that blank space and stuff, mm. I'm like, that's smart. Like oh, that's that was nice. really cool. And yeah. there's like a ton of options to like change like the color so you can make it look like a virtual boy kind of and like different like mm. pixel options and color options and stuff, which is really cool. That's neat. Yeah, and the other one I picked up was called like all I think it's called Almost There. And it's which and, you know, when the enemies are coming fast at you and you're almost there. Well, yeah, you, have to, you have to get there. It's going to be the sequel. The sequel is going to be I got there. <laughs> Did it. Did it. Um, but it's like a platformer and you play as a box. Okay. S- sounds familiar. So, <laughs> yeah. Kind of so, yeah. Yeah. It's right up my fucking alley. So I picked it up. Because I'm like, anytime I see something that's like kind of similar to like negative space or like, which you're not like swapping or anything. I mean, besides just a box and it's like Mm -hmm. a platformer. Um, But you could tell that this was also kind of like built for like mobile, the way it controls. 
Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of interested. I was like, all right, because, like, you can, like, stick to a wall. Like, I don't like how it feels. I'd probably, if I was playing on mobile, I think it would make more sense. But the fact that it's, like, on Switch and I'm, like, using, it just feels weird because it's totally, like, feels kind of, like, janky-ish kind of, like, mm-hmm. mobile controls. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as much, it doesn't feel as fluid as I want it to, so. But I, I want to kind of play it a little bit more just to kind of see if it, like, gets a little bit, like, better. Because I'm only in kind of, like, the first, like, section of, like, levels and stuff. But it has, like, the whole mobile, like, you beat the level. And if you beat it so fast, you get, like, three stars. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you mm-hmm. get two. And I'm like, oh, well, I want three stars. So then I'm, like, <laughs> sitting there trying to beat it as fast as I can. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's going to probably about wrap it up for this week. I'm like, you wait, wait, I got more Star Wars stories. Oh, I think you're I don't cut think off. people have heard enough George, Star Wars. George Lucas <laughs> is cutting yeah, right? you off. <laughs> He's getting his lawyers like listening to the podcast now because I've talked about Star Wars yeah. more than the allowed amount. Him and Kevin Smith are going to come after you. <laughs> right. So I was like, I know, uh, where can our, uh, you know, our listeners follow you? I know Brandon is told me before the podcast he's diligently pecking away at final fantasy renaissance yes yeah we didn't talk about that at all this time but yeah still working on final fantasy renaissance um uh yeah we talked about that at length on uh one of your previous episodes i don't remember what number that was five five yes yeah Yeah. so listen to that you hear about my my ff1 remake um you can uh check out my website which is rengames.us um and that you from there you can link to facebook twitter my discord channel uh whatever um and check out like my progress on that game um yeah after indiecade um i haven't worked on it quite as much um especially because i was really busy with work and then i i went on pto now and i've been trying to use like i could use this pto break in a couple different ways i could be like working more on on my game design stuff, or I could be catching up on games that I wanted to play, and I chose the to. The latter. <laughs> I chose to catch up on games I wanted to play because I don't do that enough. It's like I needed to treat myself, so that's what this break has been. Um, but yeah, I'm still working on Final Fantasy Renaissance. I got another town uh, released um, uh, in a new build since since Indicate since since the last version that you saw, um, and I'm working on like the next one after that, next town, and a couple dungeons. So it's. It's creeping along. Like, I still put in a little bit of time, like, every other day on it. Awesome. And, yeah, I uh, was telling Brandon, I know Surge, I posted my, I did the shitty Facebook beginning of the decade versus the end of the decade post, and Surge commented on my negative space shirt, and I I am going to get more. Uh, I just haven't, like I said, it fell through before um, Indicate and stuff, the person who I was going to get shirts through and stuff, so... Maybe Black Friday, there'll be some deals through the place where I ordered them last time and stuff, and I can order some shirts. And I started working on Negative Space again. It took like a month break and stuff, so I've been working on it. So, Surge, I will have a new build for you at some point to play test. I know you're probably like, what the fuck's Negative Space at this point, but... <laughs> I was like... People um, are getting very negative on negative space. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I am almost done with the new world of levels and stuff, so I'm excited to finally be done with that area and start on another one, so... But, you know, that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up for this week, and, you know, just as a reminder, you know, cats don't mean to be assholes. They're, they're just born that way. Mm-hmm.